We are the Bros Who Think Network, and you're tuned in to Bros Who Binge. Enjoy. Bingers, this is the Bros Who Binge podcast. I'm Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing today? Doing well, man. Look, episode 52, I believe we're on. Yeah, two. We're episode 52. We're here. We're chugging along, trying to get to 100. Almost getting close to the end of the month, to where it's it's about to be uh, pitch it time. I'm keeping count every time we get closer to that. But for today's show, uh, we got. DC news, Star Wars news, and a good movie to talk about in the review. Like, I don't know if we've had like a good movie to talk about in a while. It's been a couple weeks. We've been watching like Hobbs and Shaw was kind of a stinker. What did we watch before that? Fucking uh, I don't mm. even know. I don't even know what it was before that. But it was some movie we reviewed, and I feel like that was a stinker too. And then we had Spider Man. But before Spider Man, it was oh yeah, Lion Man. King. That was a oh, fucking yeah. thing. And then Men in Black. Oh, it was just a bunch of stinkers. Men in Black, yeah. Jesus. This guy, the summer after Spider-Man was just trash. So it's good that we get to review a good movie this week. It sucks. I'm sorry to the fans who expect us to review The Kitchen because I, I called Schubert today and I'm like, yo, I don't know if we're going to watch The Kitchen. He's like, what are you talking about? We're going to watch The Kitchen. And I was like, look, see what else is out there. And it was The Good Boys. And I was like, man, I don't know if we're missing The Good Boys to see The Kitchen. So we went. We went to see the Good Boys. Yeah, I mean, I was ended up being a pretty good call. I think I'm still gonna go see the Kitchen because I definitely still want to talk about it. Because um, I feel like that's gonna be pretty good. I haven't really heard anything though from the from the people who have gone to see it. So yeah, see, I haven't heard anything negative or positive, which I mean, yeah, probably, like I haven't heard anything. Thing. Yeah, it's just been silence, so I don't know. Yeah, but, but like. Good- but you're mentioning those tough string movies in the summer. I think we're really getting into a big upswing of content going into the fall because, you know, it's new new season, so we're going to be getting new TV shows piped in. I mean, it's going to be out in a couple weeks. Yeah, and the same Joker time right it, after. Yeah, Joker right after that. At the same time it comes out, Titans is going to be on TV or on Ooh, Disney stream, DC that. streaming. Like, so. I'm so excited for it. And then Watchmen's coming sometime soon in between September and October. Yeah, sometime. Sometime Some, around then. And then yeah. sooner enough, we'll have Disney Plus and we'll get The Mandalorian. So Yeah, so it's about to be an uptick in content. But we will be doing some non-review discussions coming up in the month of August before we get to pitch it. We just have to review The Good Boys because it, it, this movie was actually really good. And this is like the first time in a week where we had to, we both like recommend this at the end of the thing. Like I know we have our movie on the rises and I know we haven't been recommending some of the movies we've been watching just to talk to you and tell you about them to maybe avoid you from going to see them. But this is one that I think we're both going to recommend people go watch. By the way, we forgot about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't know how we forgot about that. Oh, that way. Yeah, that was a pretty good movie, even though it had controversy. I don't know. We didn't talk about that because this is the non-controversy pod. Like, you can find all that on the BWT pod. But, yeah, it had controversy. I don't know if you saw it. I don't remember which controversy you're talking about. Are you talking oh, about Bruce Lee? Meeting? Yeah, I'm talking about the Bruce Lee stuff. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it. I saw that Tarantino had said something recently about it uh, in, like, response, but I didn't see what he said. Oh, yeah, I didn't see what he said either. I only saw what yeah. uh, Bruce Lee's daughter said and the actor who played Bruce Lee. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. know. At the end of the day, 
it's not a biopic. Exactly, and it's not. If the actor who's an Asian man didn't feel any type of way toward it, and I get it, I get it that that's her father, and we have no right to tell her how she should feel about her father, and she has every right. But I don't think it was one of those situations where it's like the whole general populace needs to be like, oh yeah, this was just like it wasn't necessary. He wasn't trying to disgrace Bruce Lee. I don't think it was just. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. That that's a sticky situation. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't give a clear cut answer on that because I enjoyed I enjoyed that moment in the movie. Yeah, I had no issue with any of that. But I mean, it's not, I'm not a person who's supposed to be able to have an issue with any of that. So yeah, me neither. So yeah, we're two men that aren't that race, and then that that isn't that man's child. So we're the we're the people who don't who probably wouldn't have an opinion on it. Yeah, so we don't have an opinion on it. That's, exactly. our, that's our opinion. <laughs> exactly. But, Schubert, whenever you're ready, we can talk about some things we do have an opinion on. All right. Because of the first bit of news that we have, you know I'm ready. So let's play the sound effect and lead in to the greatest movie franchise of all time. Let's go. All right, finally. Is is this confirmed for real, Lyndon? Is this really confirmed? No, no, is this, this is this is confirmed. This is, this is real life. No, this is it's happening. Like at first, it was by some unknown rumor site, and then Boris Kit confirmed it. Variety, everybody's confirming it. This is real. But I'm not just gonna let you get off and say this is the best movie franchise of all time because I just didn't want to interrupt the, uh, <laughs> the intro. <laughs> I just wasn't gonna interrupt you, but I'm, I'm not gonna let you get that off. I don't know if that's the case. You can make an argument that's the, one of the best trilogies, but I'm not gonna let you say entire movie franchise. All right, I, but any, anyway, you know we're not arguing that right now. We're talking about Ewan McGregor coming back and doing the Kenobi series. We called it, man. We we yeah. said like we called this. But I mean, like, everyone knew this was gonna happen. Yeah, for it sure. was. It only made sense because, like, he was right about it at the right age. Like, that's a story that everyone kind of was always wondering about. Um, I've I've heard a rumor that, or because, like, I saw a lot of articles leading up to this confirmation, quote unquote, because. Like I saw something like two days ago that it was like Ewan McGregor is going to be on. It's going to be six episodes, and he's going to direct a couple of them. Oh, that's Liddy. See, I saw some rumors that this that Bob Iger was like, "All right, Star Wars, y'all got to get y'all shit together, and y'all need to follow that Marvel model, or at least take some cues from Marvel." And what is Marvel doing? We're making a Falcon show. We're making a we're making a, a, a WandaVision show. We're making a Hawkeye show. We're taking these characters that people love in the movies and, and expanding on them where they don't necessarily get their movies. And Star Wars has so many characters that that, that, that can serve. We saw Cassie and Andor. Now we're seeing Obi-Wan and Kenobi. It just makes sense. Also saw another rumor. I got this one. I'm not going to hold the light of candle to because I don't believe this one until we get more confirmation. But I, this it said that. This could maybe give us a, a young Luke series, but not, but post, uh, post Return of the Jedi, between Return of the Jedi and you know what a young Luke Force series Awakens. would be. Oh wait, you're, t- you're saying like a young Luke as in like after Return of the Jedi? Yeah, after Return. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I after, thought you were no, saying no, no. that. No, 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 no. you saying that the Kenobi, the Kenobi series, is going to give us we'll a spinoff leave. on a young Luke series of him being a farmer in Tatooine. Like, that would be the most boring bullshit ever. Watching him. Shoot womp rats. Like, <laughs> what the heck? No. You would watch it though, being a Star Wars fan. 
Maybe. I mean, I, I'm thinking I'm going to have to start watching this, what, Star Wars Resistance show or whatever it's called. Because, like, they... It's ending, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, they're about to do their second and final season. But, like, in the trailer for the second season, they're, like, bringing in an Emperor Palpatine holocron. Like, what? Kylo Ren's going to be more involved. Like, I'm like, what? Like, are we, we like, setting up watch. things for nine? Mm, see, that's interesting. Damn, we might have to watch that. But no, they, they, they're saying that the rumor would be Luke between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. And because Sebastian stands in good company with Disney there, you know, he's he's been the hot name for young Luke or mm. uh, or 30s Luke, whatever. I, can't I don't, I don't think I don't think that's happening because I think that this Winter Soldier Falcon thing is going to be really successful. I think it will, too. And that's interesting because he's directing some of that. And that's why people are pegging him for because he could direct and act but that's something that that's neither here nor there this obi-wan stuff i'm excited it's, the question is where do they go inside of that deck or inside of that those years where he was watching luke are we gonna see that darth maul battle from rebels i don't know i don't think so i think that's gotta happen you think it's gonna happen in the show i think it's one of those things that people are expecting to happen and would yeah. be upset if it didn't happen but I could also see it not happening. I know that's a really like, you know, beating around the bush kind of answer. But that's see, I'm that's with a, you on the it's not happening. I think they, I, ooh, that's tough because they could because of Sam Witwer and everything that going on with Darth Maul and Kira and all that stuff. It could happen, but I, it, it just how much weight do they want to give Rebels? It's just how, like, are we saying all that stuff in Rebels doesn't matter? Are we just painting? Are no, we, you could do the same thing. Oh, you're doing the exact same. Okay, okay. Well, but I mean, you can you can like you can like do the same sequence, but like expand on it. Like instead of it, like, of course, Rebels has a short time period, so it had to speed it up. But I think that you can make that battle into you know twenty minute lightsaber battle or whatever you had to do for it. Do you think, because I know a lot of Star Wars people out there who have been asking for this Obi-Wan stuff, they've been saying, they always harken back to the conversation of, uh, of, of, um, Anakin, not Anakin, of Darth Vader and Obi-Wan when, when Darth Vader was like, last time I saw you, you were, uh, but you were the master and I was still learning it, but now I'm the master of the dark side. Do you think we will see a meeting between the two? Because everybody always interprets those lines as the last time they fought was, on Revenge of the Sith, but some people always interpret it as maybe they've seen each other another time where Darth was still learning the ways of the Sith when he not necessarily mastered those ways. Do you think we'll see in a Darth Vader appearance in this series? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think anything's possible, uh, especially because that was such an open-ended answer by Darth Vader or a statement. Yeah. So you really could go anywhere with that. Um, I think that we won't see Obi-Wan for six episodes all on Tatooine. Ooh, so you think he leaves? I think he leaves. I think he I think he does a little bit of soul searching, adventuring, maybe just for a short period of time, like has to go do something somewhere. Mm. Uh, but I, I do feel that a bit of this series is going to be him searching his you know force power. And talking to Qui Gon Jinn, so I, I think about, that we oh, can yeah. see Liam Neeson come back. I was about. Oh, see, that's inch. Do you think Disney pulls that? Okay, see. It just depends on what they want to do because you could definitely recast. I get 
Liam Neeson? Because you, I was about to say he's to. hot right. He's hot right now. Like yeah, not in a good way. So, yeah. but see, if this would have if he wouldn't have got that heat, I would have said you're 100. I would have I would have agreed with you like off the bat. And I still think there's a chance for him to come in there. I still think the, there is. Yeah. Because I I don't know if the heat's on him that bad, but as bad as it well, was. Well, I mean, this isn't gonna happen. This isn't gonna happen like right this minute. You know, like this is gonna take a while. True, true, true. But he is getting older. But that's not like Disney can't do their magic touch-ups on him and make him look better. It just depends on how much they want to spend on this series. But six episodes tells me they might be spending a good bit, a chunk of change on it. I mean, I've seen a rumor that it's also it could be eight. Uh, I just think that six makes more sense if they're talking about it being like a mini series. Mm-hmm. And giving it the budget that they would want to give it. So, yeah, man, I'm excited for this. Giving me lightsabers on Disney Plus. That's what I asked, but... Uh, I don't know how many lightsabers you're going to get. I was about about to ask you, do you think he lights it in this show? What? How many times do you think he lights his lightsaber? Do you think it's like once, twice? Well, I think we're guaranteed one lightsaber fight. If it's not Darth Maul, then I think you got to give us Vader or some Inquisitor or or something. Yeah, I was about to say... The Inquisitors, maybe. Yeah, I could totally see that there's somebody, like, searching for him or something. But, like, I just find it really hard that if anyone, like, came across him at Tatooine, that they would just leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing with Vader, too, is, like, if Vader came to him on Tatooine, then, like... He should have felt Luke's presence. Yeah, like, it just doesn't make sense for him to confront anyone in Tatooine but Other than Maul. Maul. And yeah. that's why I think he leaves. Like, if we're talking about him having any other lightsaber fight with anyone else, it would have to be off-world. Yeah, you got a good point. Or, or, or is this... Okay, so do we believe that as soon as Luke was born and he was given a Tatooine, Obi-Wan stayed there for that whole time? No. Okay, okay, well, then, yeah, then I'm with you. Because I was about to say, it could be before Luke was, like, six... Like in the like, you know, when he was running around in that rebel scene, and we seen him watching him. But I think you're right. For him to light his lightsaber, he has to be off world because if anybody sees that, oh, we're telling the, the Empire that Ben Kenobi's chilling on Tatooine. But of course, like it wasn't like it wasn't common knowledge, I suppose, or it sounded like it that way with Uncle Owen, and Amperu and Luke and yeah. how they would talk about Ben Crazy Kenobi, ben. yeah, old Ben. So mm, that's it. See, they could play around with some things because of the dialogue in Star Wars. They have been left so open ended. It's interesting, man. When do you think we get this? Post, uh, you know, what, what, end of twenty twenty? Well, Mandalorian's coming first. Cassie Andor's coming second, and this is coming third. And so we just got to look at those timelines. I'm pretty sure Cassie Andor comes twenty twenty. So this has got to be twenty twenty one. Well, they said Cassie Andor comes May twenty twenty. That's why I said, do you think mm-hmm. this one comes in that December? The end of the year, early 2021 range. I mean, if they got to get it on it. Yeah, true, I true, mean, true. But they said, but okay, we'll go, but that goes back to the secret filming of stuff that wasn't necessarily Mandalorian, Cassie, and Andor. And you remember when they, they thought they saw you in, in fucking, uh, in one of those desert plant, one of those desert uh, countries, and it was like, what's he doing filming out there? And everybody was like, huh, okay, what is that? Maybe it was I that. Am- Who knows? Yeah, maybe this has been the plan all along because this really wasn't any surprise to anyone. This is something that like everyone's been like, okay, so when are we getting the Obi Wan thing? When are we getting the Obi Wan thing? Like it we thought like, it was a movie. We it wasn't like, was... oh no, Obi Wan, what? What a great idea! No, it was, no, like, it was like about time. All right, about time. Yeah, for real. But that's all I got, Shuvi. Unless you have anything else, that's all I got on Obi Wan. I'm excited for it. 
Yeah, I think it's got a lot of potential. Uh, I just really hope they don't deviate too much with some of the mainstay characters. Like, we don't need a lot of Luke in this. Like, I think no. they're do. I think I think there will be an actor portrayal of Luke, and we'll get a close up look at Luke. But I don't think there necessarily necessarily needs to be a lot of it. I think it'll be more like Rebels, where where it's like you know how we saw uh, we heard. Aunt Peru's voice and it was like Luke come inside and we see the sun setting and we hear the, the, the Star Wars music and it's 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 Luke on Tatooine like I think we'll see that well I think there's going to be a, maybe a sequence in the show where like he's kind of like following Luke along kind of like in the shadows and you know he ends up like saving him like using the force in some way and maybe they mm. don't necessarily interact personally but we are going to get to see a face on a young Luke because of the way the shot is going to have to be. Okay, I feel you. Yeah, there's going to be some child actor playing. Yeah, it's going to be like a six-year-old child, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Word. I'm with you on that. But yeah, that's it I got. That's all I got for Obi-Wan. Let's talk about this rumor for the Batman. They're thinking about, for Alfred Pennyworth, Pierce Brosnan. Yo, I would like that. Pierce Pierce is right at the right age compared to Robert Pattinson. We have a suave Alfred's one who could kick butt. I like yo, I like it. I, I, I mean, legitimately a ex British spy. Yeah, for yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's funny. That's true. He is. He's an ex British spy. He can do it. I'm down. I have no qualms for this. Pierce Brosnan was a, a great. Well, I'm not gonna say a great James. He was a good James Bond. And he was. He's a decent actor. So I can put some gray in his hair, which I think he has now. Now he's got know, it. I don't know if we give him the uh, the beard or anything like that, or if we let him be clean shaven. But either way, I'm down for it. Yeah, I think it. Could, I think it's a bold move, but that's like what we need in these movies now: are bold moves. Let's not be passive. Let's just go out Is and. Is Pierce like, Brosnan bold? I think that's a bold choice because, like, that's not really necessarily the first thought you think of for Alfred. You think someone a little bit more elderly. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but we talked. Like, we see, we talked you know, about everyone's this. everyone's idea of Alfred right now. Oh well, I guess you could. Were you talking about Jeremy Irons? Huh? Yeah, you remember last time we talked about this because we talked compared to Ben Affleck's age. Jeremy Irons was kind of right. He was old well. He was almost like a peer to Bruce, which was different. Where Alfred has always kind of been like you know had to have been the father figure since he's significantly older. I think this is a good mix of Jeremy Irons and Michael Caine, where he's not Michael Caine old biting the dust, but he's not like Jeremy Irons where he could be considered his uncle. Like this is still this is still the age gap between Alfred and Bruce that I would like. Yeah, and I mean maybe this means that we could see more to do for Alfred. Ooh, you think we Alfred by, gets an action getting, scene? Well, I mean, you got someone who is not too do it. old to do an action scene, and you know maybe maybe they want to use that. You know maybe the, you know we want to get a little bit of because this is supposed to be a younger Batman, I so he's going to need some more help from Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, no, I can see this being like Robert Pattinson gets in trouble in one of his missions. He gets cut up really bad, or like he gets messed up really bad. And he has to press the button, and Alfred has to go out of the field and get him. Like I can see some shit like that. Yeah, like so it's something like that where Alfred has 
to go save him from dying or some, some shit like that. And, and or it could be one of those one of those classic Batman tropes where Alfred might have to put on the on the suit to like hide Bruce's identity for a couple seconds. That'd be crazy if Pierce Brosnan was <laughs> in the bad suit. But he has the chin. He does have the chin. That's the thing. <laughs> so I can see it. Any, I, I think any of those are possibility. With the last thing I said being the least likely, but I think it's up. I think it's at least over thirty percent. I put it at like thirty-five. That's possible that Pierce Brosnan puts on the suit. Maybe. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a classic anime. You don't act like that didn't happen in the animated series or in, in most animated series of Batman that we've seen. No, it's definitely happened. That's what I'm saying, man. Just I just want to put in that 35%. It's not a 50% thing. 35 is low. But hmm, I can see it happening. Pierce Brosnan, that's hilarious being, the, being Alfred. But I dig it. Next up, we have, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Crazy Rich Asians breakout Henry Golding is in talks to take on the title role of Snake Eyes. The G.I. Joe spinoff will be directed by Robert Schwinski. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name wrong because I probably did. He's the director of Red and R.I.P.D. and his Paramount Pictures attempt to expand the franchise, which is, of course, the based on the Hasbro popular toy line. So this is their attempt to get G.I. Joe Back in the marketplace with Snake Eyes, with Henry Golden being the guy to take over. Do you like this, Schubert? I'm not into G.I. Joe stuff. Yeah, I thought, see, they had a damn good opportunity when Marvel was just starting to get their G.I. Joe line. Like, Transformers was dying off a little bit, and they could have brought G.I. Joe to the front line. They had Channing Tatum. They had a good list of actors. They even got The Rock to come do some stuff to try to bring it back. But I think they just failed. They made it too campy. Yeah, I, yeah, I was I was never really into that, and I never really was a person who like cared about GI Joe or anything like that. And then like, what are these other movies? Red and RIPD. Yeah, uh, her, I, not that good. Yeah, RIPD really is not that good. Um, it's literally the dead. But why couldn't why couldn't this dude be Spike? Mm, yes, he should have been. Yes, he should have been. I told you. That was one of the guys I said. It was either him or Lewis Tan who should have been Spike. They're young enough, and uh, don't don't get me started on that. Don't please. Well, I mean, that's all I see. Look- like you know, Henry Golding. I'm like, dang, like why isn't this dude Spike? Like this dude could be Spike. Exactly, he would have been and a great I- Spike Eagle. And you see the trailer of him with uh, the Khaleesi. Yep. No, I saw and that, that Christmas that- romance movie. He looks suave. Good. He could have did it. And after even seeing Simi Lemieux be Shang Chi, I'm like. Netflix, y'all needed to cast a wider net for, for Asian actors because they had a lot of young boys out there that could have been Spike Lee. I mean, Spike Lee, Lord, that could have been Spike Spiegel. Yeah, it's like almost the weirdest thing that you could do. It's like, okay, we need an Asian actor to play this this character. Let's right, get John well, Cho. What, yeah. what Asian actors do we know? Oh, John Cho? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> and you remember how everybody was praising it for diversity? Now, after seeing all these young Asian actors, I feel like it was just like, oh, let's get the first one we could. Like, I feel like they didn't even do any scouting. Yeah, it's like saying, I want to have a big-time movie, and I want a black actor. I'm going to get Denzel. Exactly. Like, the first name like, that comes to mind. The first name that comes to my mind. Exactly. And it's like, you didn't even, like, really research this role and try to find anybody else. Like, that's what this tells. Like, honestly... That's what that tells me, because seeing Henry Golding in that trailer, I was like, bro, this dude's suave. Seeing Louis Tan, I'm like, this dude could kill it. And seeing Marvel find Simi Lemieux from nowhere, it's like, what the hell was Netflix thinking? Yeah, I don't know, man. That's, that's crazy to me. That's the only thing I can think of 
here because I was kind of iffy on Henry Golding on whether he could do a action role because like I'd only seen that he'd done Crazy Rich Asians. But now he's about to be one but of the, now he's one about of the deadliest. Be, yeah. Snake yeah. Eyes. Snake Eyes. Like, so, you tell me he couldn't do Spike? Spike don't even do that. Like, Spike's not on Snake Eyes level. That's what I'm saying. Like, now that I see this, I'm like, oh, okay, well, this why couldn't this guy have been Spike? Like, yeah, and he looks he, he looks more like Spike the, in the inspiration for Spike than John Cho does. But don't get me started on this, Hubert. Please don't get me started on this, because I can go on a rant about this for a while. All right, good for jo- good for Henry Golding. Uh, I'm not like I'm like Schubert. I'm not big into G.I. Joe. Like, that was past our time. But if they do it right, I always thought if G.I. Joe was done right and not campy i could get into it but next up there's a new superhero comedy on the way from stx and detective pikachu writers dan hernandez and benji Samet, and the jumanji actor kevin hart has signed on to star in and produce the project via heartbeat productions night wolf is the movie's name it follows a meet the parents-esque encounter where kevin hart will meet his future father-in-law for the first time but to discover he is secretly the superhero nightwolf kevin hart said this was an interesting pitch for him and he once he heard it he was hooked ever since being that he's gonna go meet his family and find out that the secret of his wife's father is that he's a superhero you can imagine the hijinks we get into so this feels like if you watch uh what's that what's that movie that kevin hart did with ice cube where where ice cube's the cop oh gosh right along Yes, this feels like Ride Along to me. This feels like all of these Kevin Hart movies, but taking, instead of a cop, we're going to do a superhero, and it's going to be him going on these superhero adventures with Nightwolf. That's, yeah. I think that's going to be pretty funny. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm digging it. So, Kevin Hart, I, I'm, you got, you, I'm in. I want to see the rest of the cast. Like, I want to know who's going to be Nightwolf. Yeah, that's going to be crucial, because the chemistry between whoever... Nightwolf is and Kevin Hart is going to be big. We've seen Kevin Hart have good chemistry with The Rock, Ice Cube. I'm interested because if it's, if it's his wife's husband, I mean his wife's father, then he has to be an older gentleman. So which I'm older thinking. actor are they going to get? And Nightwolf, just from hearing that name, I'm expecting an Indian actor of some sort, maybe, or someone of a Native American, not, not necessarily Indian, Native American. I don't know who they go get. That's interesting. That's true. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. It could be. It I was could be thinking more of like a Batman kind of person. Yeah, it could be that too. Oh, you, yeah. you make a good point. Yeah. Ooh, who's the dad? That do they get a black actor? I don't think so. I feel like this is gonna be one of those things where they like. Well, you like, don't have Ooh. to. Yeah, you don't have to. So mm, interesting. I'm interested in this, but I'm, I, I'm I agree with you, too, but I think I need to hear more of the cast before I'm more sold. But on the premise in the actor that they chose, Kevin Hart, I'm you I'm in already you just gotta sell me more with the rest of the cast yeah i mean kevin hart and a good plot sells itself you just gotta build around it yeah 100 percent. what if they made nightwolf a woman oh well, no he said father-in-law that's what it said father-in-law yeah. yeah it did say father-in-law never mind but right. yeah that's all i got on nightwolf all right well some things that aren't going on in the movie world harry styles turns down the role of prince eric and little Mermaid. Good. I mean, so, we'll see if it bites him in the butt. I didn't realize that Harry Styles was in was a big enough actor to be turning down big roles. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, I didn't know you could turn. Like, I thought like he was just getting into acting. Yeah, he did Dunkirk. Yeah, he did the Christopher Nolan film. But I didn't know he was that good to where he could turn down being in a Disney movie. But we'll see. But maybe, honestly, though, Schubert, if I could see why, because let's say this, like you, your first acting role was in Dunkirk, this Christopher Nolan movie. And if you're trying to be 
uh, uh, a serious actor. A serious well, this actor. Is, it was a serious role. I don't come on, Schubert. It's not that serious. Like I, I I'm talking about like he might want to Richard Madden Oscars. played a prince in a Disney movie. Richard Madden's Prince movie wasn't good. What's Cinderella? Yeah, that shit wasn't good. Oh, I don't remember. I, didn't, I don't remember if I ever saw that. See, and and then if you look at the dude who played Beauty and the Beast, homie from uh from uh what's that show called uh what's that Legion? He's uh Dan whatever his name is. He's not getting uh Dan Stevens. He's not getting too many new roles. And I don't see uh Aladdin getting a name for anything but Aladdin too. So I'm, I'm just saying it, that just started. I'm I'm just saying if my guy Harry, I'm gonna give Harry Styles the benefit of the doubt. He's trying to be this Leo, this Oscar contender actor. I get why he ain't doing it. Now, do I think it was smart? That's totally different. I'm just trying. I'm know. just trying to give him some. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here because I agree with you. I think it was stupid for him to turn that down. But you never know. Maybe he. Well, maybe he saw I mean, something better. Maybe, maybe he has a better for offer. This, my conspiracy for this was that they said that to make Harry Styles not look bad. Mm, you and think like, he just didn't want to like, do it? And he just couldn't cut it. Because mm, no, okay. that's my thing. Like, I don't see Harry Styles as this guy who's about to be, like, someone who's trying to be Leonardo DiCaprio or some shit, man. Like, <laughs> I see Harry Styles as just, like, this singer turned actor who's going to get roles like Prince Eric in the Disney movie. But see, maybe he's, like, trying to break. That's the stigma he's trying to break. He's like, I'm not just no musical actor. I'm a good actor. Who knows? We're going to see. But, uh, who knows, bro? Look your boy, Austin. What's his name? About Austin to be, Butler. Uh, Austin Butler. He was just in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's trying to get, he's about to be Elvis. He ain't. Yeah, he ain't but Austin Butler wasn't like an, a musician. Yeah, that, that's true. Austin Butler wasn't in one of the biggest bands of all time. Like, I'm. The, we're just saying, like, if MGK decided that he was going to be, <laughs> you know, trying to win an Oscar. Yo, don't use it. MGK or bad <laughs> You funny. It's a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, damn well MGK has, has typecast type roles. You know, he can't do no shit in the Oscar. <laughs> MGK. <laughs> that was funny. I hope the well, well, got a good well, laugh. Well, you know, Harry, Harry Styles was up for that Elvis thing, too. He didn't get that. Yeah, he did not get that. But I see, so. I feel that was because they, didn't, they couldn't give Elvis to a British man. Maybe he just can't cut it. Maybe he just, yeah. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's not as good of an actor as we thought. We shall see. Uh, so the next thing in the movie, the next so bit, of mo- yeah, the next bit of movie news of pretty much not movie news is the hunt is going to be, I guess, canceled. And I knew I forgot to talk about this with everybody on the Bruce Think podcast. We can talk about this real quick. Yeah. Uh, look, did you know that? Did you know that it was filmed in Louisiana? See. That this this is the type of stuff that pisses me off. This is not solving the problem of gun violence and mass murders in America. No, they're just they're just glossing over it, trying to put a band-aid. Now what happens if oh, all these movies and stuff get canceled? What happens if another killing happens? Are we gonna cancel TV shows? Like that, that's that's my thing. This is art like I get I get the idea at the time of like, oh, the elites are killing these southern people and it looks weird at the time, but it's like, yo, what about man in the high castle? What about the, the, what about all these other things where they where they kill all these other people? We don't have problems with that shit. Like it's artistic, like well, it's art. By That's comparing my it with Man in the High Castle, you're proving their point. What do you mean? That 
you it's i don't know like that the whole thing that they're upset about well that the republicans are upset about is that it, it's kind of like a genocide of of them just for their beliefs which is just but i think that the real reason that the thing got canceled is because of the timing and i think it was just really bad marketing like, I'm just like it's well, hard. Well, why are you gonna? Okay, uh, yeah, I understand. But why are you gonna release a trailer for a, sh- a when we're already like talking about the media and how the media? When did it get in, released? Because that's a that like two days or three days after the shooting. Oh, they released it after. Yes. Oh, well, that they're dumb. Like <laughs> I blame them. Like they're, they're they're pretty dumb for doing that. That's like, what I'm if, saying. Like that's why ESPN couldn't air it on their t- uh, on their channel, and that was when the whole controversy started up because ESPN was like, "Well, it's like two days off of the shooting. Like, there's no way we're gonna put well, this on." They got ESPN. they got they got death threats. Like the the actress was getting death threats, and then the studio was getting death threats, which I don't think is necessary to do all that shit, man. Like, well, I mean, you know, everyone's getting death threats for everything, so yeah, everyone just needs to chill. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see. Okay, so it was. Yeah, no, you're right. It was released a couple days after the shoot. That's crazy. They shouldn't have did that. That's, That's what I'm fault. saying. Like, I think this movie would have made would have squeaked through with even with the controversy of whatever you know, whatever the plot that is upsetting for people. I think it would have gotten would have flown under the radar if it would have been released as a tr- maybe like pushed back. At the date and release the trailer like I mean at, shit, they just released September. The, the trailer just got released just now. This movie comes out in September. You could have released the trailer like four like okay. They I could have released sound, it a month ago. Bro, shoot, but they could have released the trailer. like I know this is gonna sound shitty, but it's just the facts. The way that we consume content and the way that we consume news and everything, all they had to do is wait a week and a half. Or two weeks. That's all they had to fucking do. And they still could have released a trailer later this month. And I, I'm with you. I think it would have flown on the radar. And no, Trump was not tweeting about this movie if it wasn't released. If it wasn't released three days after the shooting. Like, come now, on. Like, now, I, now, I still think he would have tweeted about it. But I don't think it would have been as big a deal. I, th- I think we would still have had the movie. I don't know. I, if it was two weeks, three weeks later. I don't and, I, and I don't think this movie's done. Like, I, it's just in the can. Like, there's there's no way this movie's not going to be put out. Like, I got. Oh, yeah, it might I don't be know. sold to like Netflix or some shit. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, somebody's yeah. going to put this movie out. No, whether, whether, whether Blown whether out is going to make be, that money back. Like, they're not just taking the loss. They had Hillary Swank and Glenn Howard in, and the chick who's up for Emmys from Glow. From Glow, yeah. Like, no, they, had, they, had, they got they got to pay some checks. Yeah, they have, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, no, they this movie needs back. to try and make some money. Like, no, Blumhouse is definitely not like I know. Blumhouse has been on a run. They've been making smash after smash after smash because it's low budget and they make their money back. But this was one that they put a little bit of cheddar into, and they're not about to like this. I don't, I don't believe that for anything. I'm with you. Not with all these streaming services. They could sell it to YouTube, Hulu, do it under the table, and release this shit next year. Yeah. And people be like, wait, that's that movie that everybody was talking about last year. And then we'll watch it. It'll be like, you know, it'll be like one of those things like, oh, this is a movie they canceled. Let's see. Let's see why they canceled. Let's see all this, this quote unquote killing. And like, it'll, it'll still be out. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be out uh, in 2020. I don't know if it's going to make it this year just because no, of, make, yeah, just because all the shit. Yeah. Just because of like finding a new home for it. But 
No, I, I'm with you. I think Blumhouse definitely will either put this out themselves or sell it to somebody. But so I it's think- with Blumhouse. Is Blumhouse like got a a streaming deal with anybody? I don't think so. Like I think Blumhouse is still doing that that the theaters thing, you know. So I don't know. I don't think Jay, I don't think Blumhouse has signed a, a streaming deal with anybody yet. Or I mean, like, where's the, are there movies on anybody's streaming shows? service? Let me see. I'll do a quick. I'm trying to I'm do sure, this. Real I'm quick. sure that it's a little bit spread out. Like I'm sure that the, yeah, they have like some here and there, and I don't really know everything that's a part of their umbrella because it is kind of a a really really wide umbrella right yeah, there's, see, there's like, like yeah, so many little blumhouse stuff, flicks some of the stuff's on netflix some of the stuff's on hulu it's spread out yeah okay but there's but there's no, no place for like oh like how warner like how warner brother or how netflix has uh weiss um db weiss and fucking whatever is uh, what, yeah benny off and weiss yeah, yeah. benny off and weiss and how they have shonda Rhimes. It's, it's not like that blumhouse is still just selling content to whoever pays the highest price all right. Well, yeah. I think that. Yeah, that's enough on the on I think the. Think probably Netflix. Word. Well, um, next up, Dolomite is my name. A new trailer was released. I watched this, and I'm sure you did as well, Shuby. Yeah. Isn't this on Netflix? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know where this is. I thought this was Netflix. I'm not sure. I'm gonna look that up real quick. But does this trailer excite you? Do you think Eddie Mike Eddie Murphy is back? Oh yeah, man. This looks cool. This looks like a really fun story. Uh, you know, I recently watched a lot of Eddie Murphy stand-ups and just thinking about, you know, just getting in the vibe of being, seeing Eddie Murphy on screen again, uh, doing his, doing a comedian bit, you know, do, being it Dolomite, a being a character. Film. It's going to be a Netflix film. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got, I, and I like the surrounding cast they got in this too with Mike Epps and, uh, who else? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking yeah, now. Yeah, it's Mike. It's uh, it's uh, Craig. Uh, Craig Robinson, I believe. Craig is in Robinson. It. Yeah, he's in it. They have a lot of good really people in. Let me see. I'm about to pull it up. The IMDb. Yeah, yeah Craig a- Robinson, Mike Epps, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Uh, Titus Burgess. Uh, Keegan Michael Key. Ti. Yeah, Chris Rock. It. Like they have a big cast of black comedians, and they have solid white actors in there as well. So this is gonna be fire. Okay. Cool. Dolomite is my name. I hope Eddie Murphy kills it, man, because this would definitely get him back. We'll never get Beverly Hills Cop Eddie back, which hurts my fucking heart because he was one of the best action comedians. Like, how Kevin Hart wants to do action comedies, he wishes his shit was like Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Eddie's, Eddie's was serious, and it was like, whoa, Eddie could be an action star, but at the same time, it was funny. Then when he did Dr. Doolittle and Norbit, fell off, man. So hopefully Eddie can... He won't get Beverly Hills Cop back, but maybe we can get some of that comedy gold. Because Coming to America 2 is finally getting some some legs. Rick yeah. Ross is cast in it. They're using Rick Ross's house as, like, one of the, the properties of Zamunda, which is that old Evander Holyfield house. Wesley Snipes is in that, too. So who knows, man? Hopefully Eddie is back on his game. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see how this goes. Some of the what we saw in the trailer, it seems pretty funny. It seems like it's going to have a lot of heart behind it as well so it's not going to be just like uh uh i don't know how to say it but like i don't think it's gonna i don't think no i I don't think it's just gonna be like jokes 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 no plot oh you think it's got some story to it some meat to it yeah i think it's well I, i definitely feel like it's gonna have some meat to it just the story that it's telling in general so i mean shoot that was the best eddie murphy comedies like if you look at harlem nights that was a story that was funny but it, it had, like, 
a plot. It, had, it was like a story story that just had humor splashed through it. That's kind of what I hope this is, where it's like, I can still watch this as a movie, get laughs every... Like, it's not... Whereas The Boys is solely focused. Like, you know that's a comedy. I hope this is like one of those comedies that tells a good story. You know what I mean? Exactly, where it's like a well-told story with comedic elements. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you yeah. on that. Next up, we're going to the land of fantasy. When you talk big fantasy epics, everybody always thinks of Lord of the Rings. Well, and we know Amazon purchased the IP. Well, Amazon has also purchased The Wheel of Time. A news broke recently that Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl, Jack, Jack Reacher, Die Another, and Die Another Day have been cast in the lead role as Moraine Damadred. But now we know which actors will be joining her as the young men and women who embark on a dangerous world-spanning adventure. We have Madeline, Man, Man, Madeline Madden as Tidelands, and from Tidelands will star as Ewen Alvare. Marcus Rutherford from Obey will star as Perrin Abraya. Barney Harris from Click as Matt Cawthorn, Zoe Robbins from Power Rangers as Nyan Nave, and Joshua Stradowski from Just Friends as Rand Althor. This is what the show is, or uh, this is what the, the premise is about. I don't know if necessarily this is the show is about, but this is what A Wheel in Time is about. Set in a sprawling, epic world where magic exists and only certain women are allowed to access it, the story follows Moraine, a member of an incredibly powerful all-female organization called the Asaya Sadai, as she arrives in the small town of Two Rivers. There she embarks on a dangerous world-spanning journey with five young men and women, who, who, one of whom has prophesied to be the Dragon Reborn, who will either save or destroy humanity. Interesting, Schubert. This is some... I've seen the books people consider Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, as the best fantasy epic. There's this cult of people who love the Wheel of Time and consider it that it possibly best... Tolkien's efforts with the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Are you excited for the Wheels of Time? It's going to be on Amazon? Yeah, it's going to be on Amazon. I feel like this is kind of a weird thing for Amazon to do. Yeah, especially since they have Lord of the Rings. Yes, exactly. So, like, they're going to have something that competes with Lord of the Rings on their platform. It's interesting. It's kind of a weird move. Maybe, just maybe, and I I thought this when we it was announced that Amazon had Lord of the Rings, maybe the creation of what they're trying to do isn't going too well. Oh, well, for Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Oh, I guess that's a news story that we didn't put in here, but uh, I saw that they're not allowed to use anything that was in the movies. See? So, I mean, they have to tell the book story without do, with, with doing it a different way. Maybe it doesn't work, and... Why not do something more original? And look, I'm not saying it won't work with Amazon. And these two things are a little different. Like one's humans involving magic in the back in the past, and the others goblins, elves, dwarves, all that shit. It's it's it's, it's a different realm. And I've seen pictures of it. There, there's knights in this, and it's similar, but it's different. I think Amazon's just trying to get that new cult, got Game of Thrones like show, and everybody's trying to get the new fantasy adventure. Well, and, and is it? And that kind of reminds me of like Carnival Row too. And isn't Carnival Row on Amazon? And yeah, well, well, Carnival Row is a little different because Carnival Row is, it's basically freaking uh, what's that? Bright, but it's in, like bright, in, yeah, yeah, it's bright, but in Victorian England. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, know, where, I know. I've seen, where, I've seen the trailers. Yeah, it's coming up. It's like about to start in a couple weeks. I'm gonna watch it. I hope it's good because, like, I'm really interested in seeing Orlando Bloom be the Sherlock Holmes constable s character solving this these murders with a uh, fairy girl, uh, Cara Delevingne. 
So I don't know, man. Yeah. Amazon's just Amazon's just throwing a bunch of darts at the dartboard, and whichever one hits, they're cool with. Yeah, the, yeah. The boys just broke a rec- broke their record as the most streamed show on Amazon. Damn, that's crazy. With like, it, uh, with having like Maisel and and Jack Reacher, yep. And Jack Reacher, yeah. And it was like the most streamed in a week too. It's like it. it that's why season two is being. And for those out there that wants to know, season two is being made right now. They're not going to rush it, but they're trying to get that out as soon as like the directors feel comfortable with the vision because they want to strike while that iron's hot. For sure, yeah. That's good mean, to like, hear that. If after Good Omens, after Maisel, after Jack Ryan, and now after The Boys, is it safe to assume that Amazon knows what they're doing? Yeah. That's I mean, what I'm think- saying. Like, and even their small stuff like Bosch and uh, – the stuff, the man in the high cast and all their other stuff that's not well known as the the stuff in the, Hannah, they're still good. And what's the one with James Franco? Oh, shit, there's one with James Franco? Oh, no, that's Hulu, huh? No, yeah, I'm, I don't know. That's the deuce. You talking about the deuce? No, I'm talking about the thing where he goes back in time. I think that's, oh, no, I, 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 I think that's Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, I think that might be Hulu. But I, but yeah. nonetheless, Amazon has great shows, and I think, look, man, if they hit it out the park with either Lord of the Rings or this, and and get another comic book property in the vein of the boys, they're gonna be straight, man. Like I'm, I'm expect like Amazon is becoming slowly my favorite streaming service, even though recently I've been using Netflix more and more because they they're, they're getting back on their shit. I'll give them. Well, I, well, I think Amazon is is never anyone's everyday streaming service you know i think like amazon is when you're se- wa- trying to watch a sh- serious show like i would i i never go to amazon when i just want to see what i want just to watch just browse. Anything, you know? yeah no when i go to amazon I, i'm going there with with the intention with of the purpose watching. you know yeah no for sure i'm with you on that i'm never just browse like the only time i browse amazon if there's nothing else on the others because amazon does have an intricate anime selection but that's just for me so i get why the everyday person's not like, ooh, let me go see what's on Amazon. Yeah, I will say, though, when I'm looking for, like, a movie, Amazon might be one of my top stops just because mm-hmm. they are, they have, like, all these ones that, you know. They have new ones, too. Yeah, they do have new ones, too. It's true. Like, if you're a Prime user and didn't get to watch mid-90s, what are you doing, A, but because you listen to the show and we raised it super high. But, B, go check it out on Amazon. I showed it to my girlfriend. It's true, yeah. yeah. It was flame, so. Go check that out. So, yeah, man, that, that's what I got for this Amazon news. Let's see what they do with the Wheel of Time. We got uh, Rosamund Pike, so maybe this will be something dope. Yeah, the concept we'll is interesting. A bunch of females who – a female-only squad that can only uh, use magic. And, and that she's tra- now she's traveling with these males and females. It's one who is possibly the dragon reborn, whatever that means. So will that dude have dragon powers or that girl have dragon powers? We'll see. I'm interested. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, the last story that we have, we've been talking about Shia LaBeouf a lot. He's becoming our, one LaBeouf of our favorite actors. Is going to team up with Robert De Niro. Ooh. And they're going to portray a father and son in an upcoming independent crime drama after Exile. Shia LaBeouf is going to play an ex-con who, after being released from prison for killing an innocent man after a violent robbery, must re-enter his old life with his father, Robert De Niro, in order to save his younger brother from a life of drugs and crime. De Niro will play another ex-con suffering from alcoholism Jesus. and guilt. This, this sounds sad. <laughs> I feel like Shia LaBeouf's trying to become, like, an Oscar Deep, winner. 
Oh, Daph, you can feel it. He's getting into acting, highbrow. He's trying to become an actor. Like, he's doing it, man. Like, and I dig it. Robert De Niro, you need the uh, career bump after some of these down years you've been having. But look, man, De Niro. He's an Irishman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he has the Irishman in this. Maybe these, maybe this will get him back on top. That's what I'm hoping. And then Joker. So we'll see him this year. Yeah. But I'm interested in this. I, I just know it's going to be sad. Like, I got to see a trailer for this first. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is definitely going to be a serious movie. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be hugely theatrically released, you know? Oh, no. Because it is going to be independent drama. This will be something we talk about for, like, Oscar season next year. Or maybe even this year if it comes out. Yeah, depending on when it comes out and when it was filmed. Yeah. But, I mean, he's already in the the peanut, the peanut Butter Falcon, too, which is probably something that is a little bit more highbrow acting, too. And his movie. So, well, and, yeah, and his movie about his life, you know, loosely based. Yeah, 100%. But, yeah, cool. After Exile, I'll be checking it out when it, when it drops a trailer. All right, well, let's go to the box office. And at number five, surprisingly... Is Dora in the Lost City of Gold? Bro, speaking of, and I know, shout out to Dora because this isn't a Disney movie, but Toy Story just made a billion by itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Disney, like, overall, with five movies, I believe the thing is, it's over 10 billion, and it's just it's just inching up more and more as Lion King and Toy Story make money. But I just want to say that out there before we go in the list because there's not many Disney movies this week. Well, yeah, and, and Disney's kind of taken a little bit of a break. I think the next thing that's going to be big with Disney is the streaming service. Mm-hmm. And they got D23 coming out. Until they close the year with Star Wars and hope to make another billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But we shall see. They need the Mandalorian to hit for that to happen. But, Schubert, what do we have at number four? Number four is the Angry Birds movie, two, which kind of proves that the kids own the movies. They do, summer. man. I told you they do. And look. I want to shout out Angry Birds 2, the movie, not for Angry Birds. No, no. But because what Angry Birds 2 did, they did a Pixar thing, and they gave an uh, independent creator a chance to make a short cartoon. Shout out to Matthew Sherry. He worked on the Get Out, and he's uh, and he, he worked on uh, some Jordan Peele movies, and he made this thing called Good Hair, and it's a story of this black girl making her hair in the morning, but they, the way they do it, it like goes, it shows her hair expanded, and it does like some cool animation stuff, and people are saying it's really dope. So if you're going to go see Angry Birds, I suggest seeing it for that. Just, and then you can leave. <laughs> yeah, just sneak into the beginning of an Angry Bird showing. <laughs> and just dip out after. <laughs> and then go to your movie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. We're um, at number three. People have been digging three, number three. Yeah, scary stories to tell in the dark. A lot of people I've heard have gone to see this. Same. Look, man, but, I'll say this. When I went to see Hobbs and Shaw, my theater wasn't packed. The theater that was packed was this movie. I know we're not horror fans for the horror fans who listen to this podcast. I'm sorry we didn't go listen to it, but I have heard. I'm sorry we didn't go watch it, but I've heard great things about this. They did a lot of practical effects, and like there's a video going around the internet that shows like how much time they spent every day making on makeup and working on like the suits and stuff, putting on the people. So I'm guessing they did a a, a really good job with this movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna go see it in theaters, but hell no. <laughs> but I, I, I might watch it when it's like uh, when I can watch it at home. Horror fans are lucky that it too is so big that we have to go see that. But if it wasn't, like it was, it's like Halloween. Like you remember how Halloween you didn't want to go, but I was like, Schubert, it's too big. We have to go, and we're going just like we're going to see it too. But scary, oh scary yeah, in the dark. I don't know if it's big enough to get. These I'm, two I'm, sure, I'm trying movies. to get my mind right. 
terrified from it too. Like when I saw that it's coming September sixth, I was like, "Damn, that's close." <laughs> you gotta prepare. I gotta get my mind different. right. <laughs> that's funny, but yeah, man. So shout out to the, the horror fans. Go check out scary stories and to tell in the dark. Shubert, we got uh, number two. Number two is Lion King, which we knew would be high, but surprised that it was overtaken. Not really though. Yeah, I'm not really surprised because it's it's getting close to the end of its run. It'll still have legs for a little bit, but I'm not surprised with the Fast fans. Yeah, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw number one. Bro, you saw that shade Tyrese threw it. Uh, we should have talked about this on the Pros and Think podcast. Damn it, I forgot about this. But no, yeah, cause, what? Because Brooklyn's ass would have had a field day with this. But watch, I'm gonna go read his post. He threw some shots at the Rock. Wait, hold on, this shit is hilarious. Giving giving Brosie binge a little BWT flavor. Let me find this shit because this shit is true. Like he is still salty about this damn shit. Hold on, where is salty because it's successful. Uh, no, wait, he threw shots at him. He was like, oh, wait, I gotta find it because it's not successful. That's what he said or some shit like that. Oh, what do you mean it's not successful? Because he, he's talking about how Hobbs and Shaw wasn't too successful. It's number one a, in the box office. It didn't get a billy like he like uh people thought. It's been like two weeks. I'm just saying. He said that the uh, fast stuff gets a billy. Hold on, man. I'm gonna find this shit. Don't you guys worry. Lim's gonna find it. But yeah, I know fast she shit gets a billy. <laughs> He's like the fast stuff. The fast family. We get a billy. Uh, all you other people. All you other films. Y'all not getting no billy. The hell. Hold on. I'm gonna find it. He because he posts so much on fucking on fucking Twitter and shit. That in Instagram, that it's hard to find some of these things. But don't you worry. Just give me a couple seconds. But no, it's just it's just some funny shit, man. Of Tyrese being being Tyrese and just being too much at, with salty at the rock. So, oh wait, here is this it? God damn it! All right, Schubert, you can continue. I'll find it. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for the box office. Next would be movie on the rise. Ooh, okay. What you got for us? Uh, well, my movie on the rise this week is the much-anticipated second season of Mindhunter. Finally, Ooh. back on Netflix. All right, that's Liddy, and I didn't know about that was coming back. By the time you guys hear this, that'll be out tomorrow, and I didn't know that, so I'm excited. Yeah, so that's definitely something to be watching this weekend. Yeah, no, um, we Go ahead. Oh, uh, and I would also want to say that the movie that is coming out this week that I was interested in seeing kind of just wanted to see a drama for for once because you know we were talking about it when we went to go see the comedy we kind of been seeing like big event movies recently yeah and yeah, we haven't um, seen a comedy in a while yeah and so I kind of am interested in seeing the blinded by the light the Springsteen coming of age movie Real? Okay, I might be. You might get me to check that out as well. Yeah. Real? Okay, well, okay, okay. My movie on the rise, I told you guys last week that I would say this uh, this week. It is Cannon Busters, the new anime by LaShawn Thomas. If you love Cowboy Bebop, if you love Outlaw Star, if you love Black Lagoon, if you love Desert Punk, if you're a fan of anime that, that's not necessarily the shonen model, and, and that does some Western, that does this post-apocalyptic space cowboy 
This is the anime for you. You can watch it dubbed or subbed. I actually am on, as of this recording, I'm on episode eight of the dub. I managed to watch eight episodes before we did this, and I absolutely love this anime. So far, it has now jumped into the category of best anime of the year. It is up there with the Demon Slayer, Kimitsu no Yaiba's, the Mob Psycho season two, the Promise Neverland, uh, Vinland Saga, and Fire Force. It is up there. It has the best opening music and best music of any anime this year. So I want to shout out LaShawn Thomas for putting forth a great concept and a great piece of art. And anime fans, cartoon fans, or anybody that just wants to support. What do you mean by best music? I'm curious. Best soundtrack. Like, best soundtrack for an anime this year, for sure. Like, it has well, the best like, opener. What's the soundtrack? Like, you mean, like, the Japanese rock song at the beginning? The, yes, and then the music throughout the uh, throughout the show. Okay, okay. It's Schubert. It is highly influenced by Cowboy Bebop. Dude, sometimes highly. I like listen to the beginning of the bidding theme songs or whatever, and I imagine that they're like rock hits in Japan. No, they some, some of them are. Some of them actually are. That's what I'm we, saying. Like that's what I'm thinking. When we I'm put like, the oh when we put the songs on Anime Talk and we put it on YouTube, I some it doesn't it gets taken down on YouTube Japan because those songs are copyrighted in in, in Japan. Like I would love to do a documentary about a rock star in Japan. Yeah, it'd be pretty interesting because they have interesting lives and they never have to come to America. Like, what would a rock star in Japan be like? That's what, I'm, that's what I want to know. Killing shit. But no, this has a lot of hip-hop and R&B and jazz in its uh, intro. The intro sounds like it's Rihanna singing, but I know it's not her. That's how good this stuff is. Check it out by LaShawn Thomas. Cannon Busters. It's on Netflix now. All right, yeah, well. That's my movie on the rise. Well, that's it. I mean, now we're getting into talking about the good boys. The good boys, yeah. And I, I want to say the boys every time. I know, every time, every time. And it's not even the good boys. It's just good boys. Okay, good boys. Yeah, so let's talk about it, man. Uh, I'm sorry I couldn't find that Tyrese thing, but it was just him throwing shots at the rock. That's all. Throwing shade, being that guy. But let's talk about uh, good boys. Schubert, did you like this movie? Yeah, I thought this was a really well-done comedy. I agree. And, Seth Rogen uh, strikes again. Yeah, Seth Rogen is definitely doing well with things that are, are called boys. Look, man, Seth Rogen is making his mark in the comedy movie world. I'm not talking about comedy stand-up. I'm talking about in comedic movies, he's becoming a legend now because this is hit after hit after hit from Superbad to This is the End to Knocked Up to neighbors like he's done it time after time after time. i heard and that movie that he just did with charlie's theron was good too it, it, yeah it was it was slept on like that's the thing it, he did a rom-com in a very mature way that still was very very funny like seth rogan it really is like i'm not like his all right i'll say this his stuff that he does in the comic book world is hit or miss but the stuff he's been doing in the comedic world you know seth rogan's the man this movie was hilarious it had 2019 humor. It had humor that you remembered when you were a kid because even though people didn't admit it, but when you were a kid, you still cursed. Like, you cursed a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what they were saying that they were in sixth grade, for sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I knew about all the drugs in sixth grade, but... Like, I don't really think that they knew about all the drugs. Like, they didn't really didn't seem like they had a large understanding of a lot of things, and I kind of felt that like, I thought, I really felt like this, like what we liked about mid-90s, did a really good job of representing that age. In and a comedic being that sense. age. 
and in the comedic sense, but also in a real sense. Yeah, true, like, true, true. It didn't feel forced or fake. Like that's a, also a tribute to the young actors. Like it, it felt very real. It felt like this, this was their actual personalities. Yeah, it didn't feel like oh, Seth Rogen made them be all this obnoxious and like make this type of humor. Like it, it didn't feel forced. I agree with you. It felt natural, like the Superbads, like his other comedies, and it felt like I believe these kids were saying these things, doing these things. I believe that the child actors were the people they were portraying. So good on them, Jacob Tremblay in the. Uh, Thor, I don't know his name, the young uh, yeah, actor. And, I got, and I got it pulled up. Uh, All three did a Keith, great job. Keith L. Williams was Lucas, and Bradley Noon was Thor. Yes, good on them. Uh, also, another thing in this movie I liked, the, the whole drug plot where uh, where Jacob Tremblay, basically, he messes up his dad's drone, and he's thinking of ways to repair this. Bro, I remember being a little kid, and when I would mess up something, I would think of the wildest plot schemes to try to fix it. And it would never get fixed. Like, that was real. He might have yeah. made the plot, whereas I probably would not have done that shit because living in Louisiana, not everything's so close, so you can't just skip school, ride your bike to the mall. Like, that shit just, that shit ain't popping. But in a city, like, this is what kids do. It's just, it was hilarious. But seeing the teenage girls and how they had to trade because he broke his dad's drone, he had to try to figure a way to get it. They bumped into these girls, they get these drugs, and they've been going around with these drugs, home movie, the girls are trying to get it back, and these kids are trying to figure out a way to buy the uh, drone. They end up selling something that's very funny, get the money, buy the, the drones bought by the girls, and they're like, well, damn, we got to give them the drugs, but we don't have the drugs through another funny series. I'm not going to say all these things, but I'm just trying to get to the point of the teenage girls who they were interacting with and how they had to go get drugs from this guy in a frat house that whole scene the whole drug scene with the, the frat house girls scene. in the frat house that was absolutely hilarious seeing those frat dudes like he when he walked in he was like yeah i beat the case let's sell it like yo i lost my shit <laughs> i lost my shit that, that's real that's real life and then all the stuff with hooking up with girls being in 2019, like, these kids had to take a consent class. That was hilarious, fam. Like, that is, that was great comedy. And then seeing the girls who, the drug that they were trying to get the whole movie was Molly, and I'm not about to incriminate me or Schubert, but look, we, we, I know people who've done it, and seeing those, seeing those girls act, that was real how they did that, and that's how people who take that drug act, and that shit was hilarious. I lost my yeah. mind. Like, like I some of my I told you this before, but my crowd was mixed between old and young, and this movie seemed to get laughs the whole time from the younger audience. But some of the older audience didn't necessarily laugh the whole time, and I think that's because a lot of the jokes were social media based, twenty nineteen based, and it was made. I feel like this movie was made for younger people. Well, I don't know. I I feel like that's definitely the case. Well, it is because younger actors like that's the weird thing if it kind of did feel like it sort of supposed to hit the demographic that's not allowed to go see the movie which is funny about that why they did that marketing commercial <laughs> exactly like it felt like this was a coming of age movie for young kids but it's but, like they can't go watch this shit but on the other hand it's also a, it's also a story to all the adults that are in the audience to remember the those childhood, childhood. friends that you yep. had in the beginning but and see, also that you always I, that that you tend to fall apart, and it was you know remembering those, you know that feeling and know. like. I, I and thought that's that why was, I feel like it. No, yeah, I mean, I, th I thought that just enriched the movie even more. It's what I was talking about earlier with like not being uh, all about the jokes, having like a, a plot that carries it through. No, and, it definitely like, 
and I and feel the way like they tied it together with the divorce of the the black kid's family. Like he didn't want to divorce true. his friends. Like that was a good that was a good tie in. But no, to your point about why that was it made a good plot. I feel that the reason like the reason why older people might not necessarily have connected with it is because their childhoods weren't like that. Having and, and not saying that we had Instagram in sixth grade, but we can relate to that. Like those kids were like the kid got made fun of being called sippy cup, and they took a picture of him and posted it on fucking Instagram. Like, I feel for that kid. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that, that sucks. But that's that's children's lives these days. And then the bully, yo, the anti-bullying, the anti-bullying was, thing was hilarious. That was hilarious, bro. bro. Scabs, like, you go to whistle and they, they form a, around you. And they're like, we're not going to let you get bullied. Like, this and whole the, movie. the paparazzi bit, too. This movie was genius, man. This movie really was. Like, I, I loved it. Might be yeah. my favorite comedy of the year. Uh, Yeah, maybe. I, I can't remember everything. Like, I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, favorite movie 2019? I don't know. I've seen so many. I know. So guys, it's like... The awards little, at the end of the year is going to be intense. Like, right... I, I was still saying that right now it's Shazam. And obviously it's not, like, a comedy comedy. Like, I'd say this is probably the funniest comedy comedy we've we've seen. Mm, yeah, definitely. Ooh, you um, say Shazam's the best movie you've seen of the year? Uh, personally. Ooh, um, Interesting. Because, like, I particularly wasn't too fond of Endgame as a one movie. No, no, I feel you. I'm with you on that. I'm with you. But it's just, I'm about to look at movies that came out in 2019. Sorry we're divulging from this. Just don't want to give you guys the whole movie because a comedy is like, if you know all the bits to it, you're not going to find it funny. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's true. I'm, But I, I just want to harp on and it's going to give you all the feelings that you have had of being a kid at that age and it's just very real and that's that's what i appreciate about movies like this in mid 90s and that's how i feel like you can make these kid centric movies appeal to adults just be real yeah because a lot of the kids movies of our days though i love them you know are very you know given to you with kid gloves but Kids curse. Kids say inappropriate things. Yeah, kids th- think about sex. Like the the math, like the whole the whole sexual. Oh shoot! Stuff in the the opening like, scene, man. Bro, like, I don't want to talk about it, but the opening scene is great. Will Forte is the dad. Hilarious. And then like, oh, if you if you just remember being a kid, you would you'll know how that opening scene was like real. Like that that's the best way I can say it. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to say what it is, but I agree with you. Like that. This movie just did a good job at mixing reality with humor and taking the funniness out of some real life instances. And so, so next up for Jacob Tremblay, he's gonna be Flounder and Little Mermaid. <laughs> good for him, man. That kid deserves it. He's on he's on his acting wave, and I think he's about to blow up as long as he stays on his shit. That's the thing. He's so young. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's also gonna be in Doctor Sleep. Good for him. Let's go, Jacob Tremblay. I'm a fan, bro. You sold me on this one. Yeah, let me see what those other guys are going to be doing. Bradley Noon, he has, this is really it, That this is his first real thing. He was on 30 episodes of Boardwalk to Empire. Probably Ooh, this is his breakout. Yeah, this is his yeah. breakout then. Word. Probably for, and the, then, uh, for the other kid as well too, huh? Lucas. Uh, yeah, he'd been around on TV. He'd been on episodes, he'd been on like short runs on some sitcoms and then he had 17 episodes on the show last man on earth for real 
yo, Schubert, you might be right. I'm looking at all the releases so far this year, and I'm like, man, it really might be Shazam. Like, we've watched a lot of movies, but a lot of these movies have been duds this year, man. Like, it's yeah. Shazam or Brightburn for me. Honestly. And that, that's crazy how Brightburn would be up there. Like, Brightburn is looking, like, after, like, just go and look at some of the, wait, did 16 Shots come out? What? Did that movie with, uh, with, uh, what's his name come out yet? Chadwick Boseman. Oh, no, no, 16 Shots isn't the movie with Chadwick Boseman. That is 21 Bridges, never mind. 16 Shots is something totally different, my bad. But yeah, no, man, Brightburn might be, like, my, my favorite movie of the year so far. Holy crap. But yeah, this is definitely up there for me in no, me that too. in that discussion. Oh no, I'm tripping. Once upon a time in Hollywood might take that key. I'm tripping. I, we keep forgetting about that movie. Well, that's the reason that I don't think it's my favorite movie. Oh, because it's forgettable. Yeah, you might have a point. Because I did enjoy Brightburn more than that movie. But Good Boys is up there. Good Boys is definitely in the top five so far. Uh yeah, for for sure. Like I, again, it's just really hard to talk about this because like we usually do spoil a lot of these movies, but this is one that's really hard to dissect and not spoil. And not well, and even if we did spoil it, we're not gonna remember every joke. And like the thing about jokes is, it's all about the delivery and the way mm-hmm. that it's written. So just us repeating jokes really isn't gonna be that funny. No, I agree, and that's why I say when you remember the opening scene, the scene where it's the girls and they're, they're, they're experiencing their Molly trip, the scene in the frat house, and then all this, anything that's like a sexual joke that's involving the kids, usually those scenes have a lot of humor in it. Those are my favorite scenes, at least, that I can remember. For sure, yeah. I, anything at, um, what's his face? Thor's house. house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and man. His, his creepy sister, too. Gee, uh, she was funny. She took the cake. Yo, she's in this show called Another Life on Netflix. That My my girlfriend actually watched a sci-fi show, and, like, it's the sci-fi show on Netflix called Another Life with Katie Sackhoff, and I actually, like, watched it with her, some of it, and that little girl's in it. It's pretty good. Another Life. Another Life. If you're a sci-fi fan out there, throwing recommendations. Well, yeah. yeah Shuby, that's all I got this week, man. Short episode week. And look, Young Justice fans, it's not on me this week. I'm caught up. Blame the host, Young Shubes. Yeah, I mean, it's. I was caught up last week, though. So that's the thing. <laughs> like, I, I spent the whole day, like, waiting and watching Young <laughs> Justice. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to talk about these three episodes or whatever we had to cover. Four. <laughs> four. Yeah, it was four. It's five now. But look, Young Justice fans. Yeah, it was my fault last week. I'm not going to rely on Young Shoes. But look, it's heating up. And I, I know last week if we would have reviewed it, we would have came in and talked shit about it. And we would have probably only said the Cyborg actually becoming Cyborg episode was good. But after this week, Young Justice is getting back to the – it's cranking it up. I'm digging it. Let's keep it going because y'all were about to end up being a bad season if y'all had kept going at that pace y'all were going. So the one thing I'll ask is are we getting the characters we want to see? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. Yes, 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 you are. It's I might a, just go a, watch it. I might just go watch black, it right now. It's a Black Lightning, Dick Grayson, Deathstroke in the Light episode. Yeah. And Aqualad or Aquaman now. Let's go. Yeah, so it's a lot of like Deathstroke, Dick a Grayson. Lot of Dick Grayson, Black Lightning, and uh, Granny Goodness, that type of stuff. That vibe. Granny Goodness. And you Dude. find out a bit you find out a big piece 
to what the lights plan is. Okay. And it's, I'll give you a hint. It's what it's the code word that I told you guys about three weeks ago. Oh, okay. It, yeah. I don't remember. But can we talk about a little bit about about it real quick? Can we talk about the episode uh, where they have to go rescue Nightwing and Black Lightning, and that that junk was crazy. And then they what? They brought in everyone to fight Granny Goodness. Oh, I'm fusing the last two episodes together. Well, then yeah. Okay, wait. It's the okay. The new episode. It's not a lot of the characters you like then. It's but it but it, it's a it's a major point in the story though. It's a it's a lot of the light and it's a lot of Markovia shit. So it, and Deathstroke. So that's what it is. It's it's, oh, it's dealing yeah. It's dealing with the fallout from the Granny Goodness episode. Yeah, the fallout of that. That's cool. Yeah, because yeah. that was a really good episode. And then I, I guess we would need to see that fallout. And I do want to know what's going on with Deathstroke. So I'm glad I'm going to get some of those answers. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of those answers because. I don't know if you remember from the... Do you remember what happened to Dick at the end of the Granny Goodness stuff? Uh, not off the top of my head. Oh, I don't think they showed it. Well, yeah, no. Okay, well, then, yeah, you're going to see the fallout from that because they didn't show it, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, but wait, Jeff- no. Don't they have, like... Aren't they controlled? They're... Well, n- they are, yeah. but then Aqualad saves them at the end, and then the episode ends after Aqualad saves them, and you think they're okay. I think they're still controlled. We'll see. I'll see. Yeah, you'll see in a little bit. But yeah, because I'm not trying to spoil it. But that new sh- the new episode is a plus, and it's also good that Cyborg Cyborg now. With I th- I thought that w- out of anything, I'll say this about these last couple episodes. That Metron shit, that was a damn good pull from DC Comics lore. I was like, whoa, they're going with Met- like they're getting super Jack Kirby for- fourth world nerdy with this, bringing Metron's chair the mobius chair to, to cure cyborg of the father box and give him clean circuitry that that was amazing that was brilliant yeah that, that was a pretty deep that's the best cut. episode that was the best episode of the ones that we were going to review last week because all the other halo shit was trash yeah <laughs> no, no offense to halo <laughs> like jesus christ i did not care about her and dr jason harris quote-unquote being dead like i don't give a damn Where's Nightwing? Where's Tim Drake? Like, where are people? That's a, like that's a main issue of mine. Like, I get it's Young Justice outsiders. We're following these out. Like, it, we're fo- we're supposed to be following the outsiders of the team and not the people in the team. But damn, there's a better story going well, on with Batman. Well, I mean, and Tim like, Drake and even if we even if we're gonna follow the outsiders, why don't we follow more Beast Boy, Impulse, and Static, Static. Yeah, no, I'm instead of following Brion, Forger, and Terror. Like, what, like, what is this? He, bro, we are following uh, uh, Fred Bugs. My name is like, yo, bro, like, come on. Like, we got to call a spade a spade. Young Justice Season 3 is not on par with Season 2 and 1. Like, I don't know. And maybe it'll finish better because I do like the whole dark side stuff. I like, I love everything, but the team, like, that's crazy, bro. I like every part of this season, but the main people we're following. Yeah, I mean that's it's facts. I mean, like I like Batman's team. I like the Justice League team. I like the quote unquote real Young Justice team because we're not following them. We're following the fucking Brion Terror. Like fuck, man. Like Jesus, that's who we're following. We're following Brion Terror, Forger, and Halo. This is a, like that's some bull. <laughs> like where was Artemis yeah. these past couple episodes? 
Exactly. And what happened with Artemis and all of her, like, tension with, like... With Roy! Or, or Roy whatever his name or is. whatever his name is, yeah. Like, one of the clones, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, and then, clone. And where's Superboy? He, he just proposed to Miss Marvel. I mean, Miss Martian. What the hell is... What, what, what is going on with him? Yeah, dude, like, what is like, this guy doing? Like, that's what I care about, Schubert. At least me. Like, I'm caring about... Like the Batman team, the Justice League team in space, the real Young Justice team, and like, like you said, the Beast Boy team. But as for Forger, Terra, and Brion and Halo, I could give a damn if we ever see them again after this. <laughs> like, like season four better be some different shit, bro. I'm dead ass. Like, I can't go through another season five of these. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, they call it like they say that Young Justice Outsiders coming back for another season i'm like well <laughs> is it gonna be young justice outsiders or is it gonna be young justice and then we're gonna do a different <laughs> a different incarnation of the team yeah different incarnation where maybe i'm following like uh the doom wonder patrol. girl or like <laughs> young justice doom patrol <laughs> I'm, I'm much rather doom that patrol, than this. go <laughs> yo i would much rather that than this bro i'm dead ass like because <laughs> Like, cause I swear, man, I can't take these. Like, I don't like them. I really don't. And like, what happened to them last? Like this new episode, I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, fuck them up. <laughs> Evil. Um, like that's a damn shame. I'm pulling for Dark Side of the Light. Like that is a shame. I shouldn't be pulling for them. I'm I'm supposed to be pulling for Batman's team, but I don't see them. Like, and I would love that team. Cassandra Kane, spoiler, Night- Nightwing, Barbara Gordon, Tim Drake, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman. Let's fucking go. Let me follow those guys. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> or let me Come follow, like, or, like, or like you said, let's follow, if we got to follow kids, let's follow Beast Boy, Blue Beetle, and Static, and that, and Impulse. Shit. But we, and, and Brion's not a kid. <laughs> 21-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Young Justice. <laughs> that's just our rant like he got me going so I had to rant like Cyborg's not even important like he, he just got important yeah <laughs> Jesus Christ but that's all I got on Young Justice it's getting better well the one thing that we didn't do with good, good bo- or good boys is we didn't give it a ra- rating mm. oh I'd rate this is high shit I'd rate this like an 8.5 out of 10 yeah that's what I was thinking too like 8.5 8.8 like it's good like it's not a 9 but like it's it's close I mean, it might be. Yeah, it might be a nine. Real shit, because it made me laugh. Like I was laughing the whole time. Yeah, I mean, there were there weren't a lot of dead points. There weren't really weren't a lot of things where I was like, "Well, that's just not landing." Yeah, no, it wasn't one of those where they tell joke after joke and it doesn't land for like twenty minutes of the movie, and then like you'll get another good one. Like it was joke after joke after joke, and it and it, I think you made a good point when we were talking off air. They were telling jokes that people would laugh at, and then. They'd be laughing so loud that they'd miss another joke, which was even funnier than that joke. Like the way that yeah. these kids reacted to jokes being told in their faces after, it, it was a different. Like it was amazing. Like they added to the level of humor by their body reactions and really acting like how kids would act after certain some of these situations. Yeah, I'd really like to know how much of it was scripted and how much of it was, it was just was improv. Yeah, was just them on set. That'd be interesting. That'd be something good to know. How much Seth Rogen was like, just be yourselves. And just, For like, sure. be, ki- be kids. And, and y'all say y'all's lines, but however y'all act, I want, like, real, genuine responses to it. That would be interesting to know. Yeah. But that's all I got on the good Maybe in the DVD. Yeah, behind-the-scenes footage <laughs> of good boys. All right, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we got for 
this episode, episode 52 of the Bros Who Binge podcast. So wrapping things up, Lyndon, go ahead and tell the people what's going on with the network. You can check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk before you watch the latest episode of the Demon Slayer and all the new animes that are coming out. We're going to be reviewing a lot of stuff in the next episode, which is next week. Check out the most recent episode of the Bros Who Think podcast. We talk... We go real conspiracy heavy with Steve, with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. We talk Joe Biden and how he's making dumb comments. We talk about the partnership with the NFL and Jay-Z, how black America's not taken that well. We're talking about Nicki Minaj versus Joe Budden and all, all that goodness. And then the Rick Ross album and much, much more. Oh, Dak Prescott, much, much more. Check that out as well as when you're hearing this. If you're a fan of Primetime, be sure to check out the latest episode of Primetime. But you can follow us at Bros Who Think. Go to www.brosyouthink.com to find all of our amazing content. All right. Well, yeah, there was definitely some fun stuff talked about in the last, in yesterday's episode. I was definitely teasing uh, my joke that I'm still proud of. <laughs> hey, that was pretty, yeah, no, it was pretty funny. Good episode. No spoilers. Yeah, we can't spoil the pod. Y'all go listen to that. Yeah, go listen to that. And also, go listen to everything that's been in the past here. It was good to get some feedback from some listeners. Shout out to my friend Rogo. Talked to him, and he said that he listened to the pod. He likes when we do the reviews. So I hope he's going to check out Good Boys, and when he does, he comes and listens to the review. And I hope that that's what you guys like doing out there there and listening to us and if that is something that you like let us know and, and if we'll you try and review more different. things and if we wanted to just review tv shows we could do that yep i, I kind of want to do cobra kai oh you got i'm gonna have to watch that i do have youtube tv though me too i'm loving it Hurry, i might get into that I, i'm watching so much stuff right now man like i'm trying to finish woo assassins on netflix i'm trying to finish all this and I- I see that's the problem. Like I've I've so much anime I have to digest each week that like by the time I'm done with it, it's like, oh, I'm just going to sleep. And like I still have to can like take mute movies. Like I watch a movie every week, so like TV shows are getting the short end of the stick. But I'm starting to pick back up with like Wu Assassins, this Another Life, and now I'm about to watch Mindhunter season two. And I just finished The Wire. That's something I definitely want to do a top ten HBO shows list. But I gotta watch The Sopranos and The Leftovers and Driftwood first or Deadwood. Dead one, yeah. Yeah, I gotta watch. Driftwood. I gotta watch three. I gotta watch three shows first, man. It's a lot of shit. Driftwood. I you kind of need to watch else. Beep too. Yeah, true, true, true. But see, I I do watch Curb Your Enthusiasm in Silicon Valley, so so yeah. Beep, uh, see, I haven't watch. watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. Did you watch all the Entourage? Because that's in there too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I tried to show my girlfriend Entourage. She wasn't feeling it though. I don't. I don't know why. Entourage well, I don't know. It's not really shows. like a a it's woman's a story, show? you know. Yeah, it's really not. It's it's a bunch of men, you know, doing things that aren't shit. Cons- yeah in twenty nineteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that that show was amazing, man. Shout out to, Living, shout out to Hollywood Chase. life. Yeah, Vinny Chase, dude, the the OG Aquaman. <laughs> shout out to my boy Vinny Chase and fucking Johnny Drama. <laughs> dude, I still think they should have put uh, Adrian Grenier or whatever his name is in Aquaman. He should have like been cameo? like. Yeah, he just should have been like an Atlantean. Yeah, they should have made him something. Like, just where we knew it was him, and it's like a nod to his move, like his entourage thing. That would have been funny. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, man. That's, tell the people yeah. where to find you, SUB. Um, You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at hubert14. And that's, 
And that's it for this episode. So everyone, thank you for listening and give us some feedback and let us know what you want to hear. I hope you all have a great weekend. And as always, keep binging.